Welcome to episode 80 of the Business Fabulous podcast. And today we are talking about Clubhouse again, again. But Clubhouse is not your business marketing answer. Stick around for the details. Hey there, I'm Bonnie L. Frank, former teacher and college professor turned entrepreneur overnight who started a coaching business from scratch and coached thousands of business owners worldwide to grow their businesses, and I saved them money doing it. After producing over 4,000 live stream broadcasts, I thought it was about time for a podcast. This podcast, where I share easy hacks for your business, your money, and a fabulous life. Are you ready? It's time to get fabulous. Welcome back to the episode. All right, here we go. We are talking about Clubhouse again. Yes, this is my third entire episode talking about Clubhouse, not because it is now valued at over $4 billion with a B, not because of that, not because it's the new hottest platform around, not because of that, although those two things are true, Not because it's an audio-only platform that I monetized in five days. That also is true. It's not because of any of those reasons that I'm talking about Clubhouse. It's because of things that I've noticed on Clubhouse, and I have been yearning to do this podcast topic for a while, for a couple of months, actually. So here we go. This is episode 80, Clubhouse is not your business marketing answer. All right, so you may or may not be on Clubhouse. There are about, it's estimated, about 25 million people on Clubhouse. But in terms of the world, that's still not very many people. That's million with an M. And we also know that Clubhouse is still in beta. It's been around for over a year, but it is still in beta. It is not yet open for Android users. Now, you could have an Android phone and either buy an iPhone, an iPad, or an iPod that can handle iOS 13.0 or later, and you could get on Clubhouse that way. But otherwise, if you don't want to do that, then you just have to wait for it to open up to Android, and that's not happening yet. So because of that, it's not opened to everybody under the sun. It's still a little bit private in that way. So You may or may not be on Clubhouse. You may or may not have even heard of Clubhouse. Most people on the planet have never heard of Clubhouse. However, if you're a digital marketer, I bet you have heard of Clubhouse. Clubhouse started in March of 2020. So it's been around for over a year. Shortly after it started, some pretty big names, you know, like Oprah, Gail, well, they all do everything together, of course. So Oprah and Gail, And some other big names have been on there. Let's say Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg. A lot of big names have been on there. Paris Hilton, I was in a room with her twice. So yeah, there's a lot of huge names. And not just celebrities, there's big, big names in terms of Fortune 500 and Fortune 100 companies. There's big CEOs that are on there. There's huge influencers. There are people who, depending on the industry that you're in, are huge, huge names. But in terms of the world, maybe most people don't know them, but you're like, oh my God, they are the biggest in you know whatever industry. So there are some huge, huge people on Clubhouse. And it is a pretty darn fascinating place to be because you have access to these people 
where ordinarily you would never have access to them, or it might take you years and years and years to infiltrate their team to be able to be in the same room with them or even submit a question for them to answer in a public panel somewhere. Well, on Clubhouse, you can be in the same quote unquote room. It's an audio only app. So everybody's still sitting wherever they're sitting on different continents, but you enter into a room and you're now in the same room with them and you can hop on stage and you can ask them your question in real time and get their response in real time from a person who you would not ordinarily ever have been able to be in the same vicinity of, let alone the same room, and get your question answered. So that is really pretty incredible. So I want to go over a little bit of information to give you some background about me and Clubhouse. So I hopped on Clubhouse on December 8th of 2020. Okay, December 8th. So that's however many months after it started, because it started in March of that year. And I was able to build a following pretty fast, but I also worked it. I worked the platform. In fact, I did at least, I averaged two rooms a day. So I did at least two presentations a day every single day for the first 77 days. For the first 77 days, I did at least two rooms a day. So multiply 77 times two, add a few. That's how many rooms I had done. Then on day 78, I was like, you know what? Enough of this. I'm only, only, I was still doing a lot more than most. I'm only going to do one room a day. So sometimes I will do a couple of rooms a day and occasionally I will skip a day here and there. So I average now one room a day, okay? And so that's what I've done since day 78, whatever date that was on the calendar. During that time, and I just checked right before the recording of this episode, I'm recording this episode on April 8th. So, oh, so just January, February, March, April, five months. I have been on Clubhouse for exactly five months. All right, yay. So within five months time, I just checked my following and I have, let's see, I have over 7,300 followers. So it does not tell me the exact count, which is a little, uh, it's a little maddening. So I don't know if it could be 7,399. I don't know. It just says 7,300. So I know it's over 7,300 followers that I have on there. And I have over 39,100 people in my community. So I actually have over 40,000 people in my communities, but I have over 39,100 people in one club alone. And those are members and followers. So it's in my club community. And that's Business Fabulous for Female Entrepreneurs. That's one of my clubs. And then I have two other clubs. If you happen to have the app, if you click on my name and you're on my profile and you scroll all the way down, all the way to the bottom, the three clubs on the far left that are the same bright pink color, those three are my clubs. Feel free to click follow and now you will be part of my community for each of those and you will be notified anytime I do a room. Okay. So that gives you a little bit of background into how many people follow me on Clubhouse and my club community. And I was able to build my club community quickly, number one, because I was doing rooms every single day, at least one room, and sometimes at least two rooms, and sometimes more than that, and because I was delivering value every single time. It's not just by being on Clubhouse that these things happen which is the whole reason for me talking about this podcast episode. 
So I want to go over some misinformation about Clubhouse and also fill in some of the gaps. Now, Lisa Kelly is asking, when you say one room a day, does that mean host one room a day? Yes. It means I am hosting one room a day. That's a great question, Lisa, and thank you for your question. So it does mean that I'm hosting at least one room a day. It doesn't mean I'm going in one room a day. It means I am hosting, I am talking, I am presenting in at least one room a day. And I will tell you of the God knows how many hundreds of rooms I've done so far, I guess I've done over 300 rooms by this point. I should really count, but I haven't. So with all of the rooms that I've done, 90% of those rooms, I was the only moderator. So I was the only host. It's not like it was me and a whole band of brothers and sisters. It wasn't me and a whole panel of people. It just wasn't. It, 90% of the rooms, I start the room by myself. I am the only moderator, and I'm the only moderator for the whole time that I'm in there. Sometimes I will make someone else a moderator just as a teaching point to show how easy it is to become a moderator and how it does not give you any street cred truly to be a moderator. It doesn't mean that you know anymore. It just means that you are a mod. So if you're on Clubhouse and you go into rooms that have, I went into one room one time that had 24 moderators. That is absolutely preposterous. So it's just insanity. You really, in my opinion, don't need any more than one moderator. But if you want to have one or two other people to help you move people up and on and off the stage and to mute people if they have background noise and, you know, whatever, just to kind of start with a couple of other people because it makes you feel better. That makes perfect sense to me, to have one or two other moderators. In other words, a max of three. But honestly, to have more than that is really unnecessary unless all those moderators are actually going to be furthering the discussion. If the people on stage who are moderators and a moderator is simply made a moderator by whoever opens the room, whoever opens the room is a moderator, and then that person can make everyone else a moderator if he or she so chooses. And then whoever's a moderator, they can bring people up and down off the stage. They can mute people. They can kick people out. In other words, if I'm a moderator and you're a moderator and you're mad at me, you can kick me out of a room that I scheduled. Yes. So you'd want to be careful about making people mods. But my point is 90% of all of those hundreds of rooms that I've done, I did by myself. So even though you might go into clubhouse rooms and see a ton of moderators on the stage, That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that they are actually furthering the conversation. It doesn't mean that they're going to give you any wisdom. It doesn't mean anything at all. And there's no guarantee that X number of people are going to come to the room simply because you crowd the stage with with a bunch of moderators. It just simply is not true. And you will see that over time. So yes, when I say that I do one room a day, that means that I'm hosting the room. So I'm either hosting it by myself and I'm the only moderator, or maybe I have another friend and she and I are, or he and I are doing a room together and we're talking about something together. And then we bring people up on the stage to join the conversation. That brings me into the mission of Clubhouse. The mission of Clubhouse is something that I have always kept in the forefront of my mind. And I think I feel very strongly about this, that the people who really do keep the mission of Clubhouse in the forefront of their minds, they're the ones who thrive on Clubhouse. They absolutely thrive because they understand the purpose of Clubhouse. 
The purpose of Clubhouse is not to make you or I money. The purpose of Clubhouse is not to market our products, programs, and services and get people to buy them. That has nothing to do with Clubhouse. The literally, the mission of Clubhouse, and this is essentially a quote, I'm, I guess I'm paraphrasing because I never read it, but I heard them say it. The developers of the app, Paul and Rohan, have said repeatedly at least twice a week in the Wednesday and Sunday morning town halls, Wednesday evening, 8 p.m. Central, Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Central, town halls, they say that the mission of Clubhouse is to have deep and meaningful conversations with people from diverse backgrounds and perspectives. That's the meaning of Clubhouse. That's the purpose of Clubhouse. That is the mission of Clubhouse. And when you keep that mission top of mind, instead of thinking, I'm going to go on Clubhouse and sell my stuff. No, no, no. When you keep the mission of Clubhouse, which is to have deep and meaningful conversations, when you keep that as the foremost important priority on the list of the reasons why you're going to use Clubhouse, you really will do much better on Clubhouse. And you will have deeper and richer and more meaningful and more fun, more interesting conversations in your rooms. And you won't be hawking your goods. And the irony of all of that is that if you have things to sell, you will sell more of them simply by having these deep and meaningful conversations. People buy from people. And I say this every single day. People buy from people. And people will buy from you if you give them a reason to buy from you. And the reason to buy from you, as opposed to buying that very same thing off of the computer and never having to talk to a human being, and probably having it delivered to your doorstep in one or two days, the difference of buying it from you is that personal relationship that they have with you. It's the know, like, and trust factor that they have built with you over time through the deep and meaningful conversations that you've had with them on Clubhouse. So that is the difference between buying from you and buying from whoever or whatever website they come across when they Google something. Because whatever it is that you have for sale, a bunch of other people sell that thing. They might sell the literally the exact same thing, or they might sell something that is so similar as far as the consumer is concerned, they are exactly the same. You might point out a few differences here and there, and you might say that yours really is different from the other one. But if they have no personal relationship with you, they don't care if they buy it from you or anyone else. And as far as they're concerned, those widgets are the same. They're exactly the same. And so they're going to buy it, whatever they feel like it, from whatever website they come across or the first person who asked them, or maybe they end up not buying it at all. So people buy from people. And when you keep that top of mind, I really, I have found in my experience anyway, that your sales really do increase. So that's the mission of Clubhouse. Like I said, there's about 25 million people on the app. It's been around for over a year. And there's lots of things that you can do on Clubhouse. You can start a room, like I talked about, I do rooms, so I start rooms. You can hop in a room that's already in progress and you can listen or you can raise your hand and go up on stage. You can ask a question, you can make a comment, you can further the conversation. Maybe you'll even be made a moderator because of the question or comment that you said. Maybe somebody will say, oh my gosh, I would love it if you would stay up on stage. Do you want to be a moderator? Sure, why not? So 
Maybe you'll be made a mod, or maybe they will reach out to you separately on Twitter or Instagram DMs, and they'll say, oh my gosh, that was such an amazing question or comment. You know, I would love to do a room with you at another time. And then you and that person are now going to both be mods in a room together and in a future time. So things like that happen every single day, all day long on Clubhouse. And even though there's not that many individual things that you can do on Clubhouse, with the few things that you can do, you can make a huge, huge impact. So Clubhouse is the opposite of Instagram in that Instagram has a whole bunch of different parts, right? There's Instagram Live and Instagram TV and stories and reels and the feed and guides and, oh my gosh, so many different things, right? Well, Clubhouse is just Clubhouse. So when you go into a Clubhouse room, that might be a room that is, it it might be a private room where you were invited to go to that room. It might be what's called a social room where the person who starts it, the only people who are invited are people who who that, that host follows, not people who follow them, people that they follow. That's a social room. It might be a public room where anybody can go there. It might be a closed room of a club. Remember, I mentioned Business Fabulous for Female Entrepreneurs. That's one of my three clubs. And so it might be a closed club event. So it might be a closed room, a room that is closed to only club members. So there's lots of different types of clubs and you're either hosting the room or you're you know, part of a panel or part of a group of people up there talking about something. So you're a moderator, you're a mod, you have a little green asterisk button and goes on your picture. It's, you know, it's all digital. It's not that you don't really get a button in the mail. That would be kind of fun, but you don't. And you can go up on stage or go back down to the audience. And that's really about all you can do on Clubhouse. But even within just those few, just that little handful of things, you can make such an incredible impact. In fact, I have helped people from all over the world to start, grow, and scale their businesses just from this audio-only app. Most of the time, and people don't see me doing this because I don't uh, live stream my clubhouse rooms, but most of the time I'm in yoga pants and a yoga top and no shoes. So sometimes my hair is not even done nicely. So that's usually where I'm sitting and kind of what I'm wearing when I'm doing a clubhouse room. I'm usually sitting in my dad's old velvet chair, green velvet chair. I've put it on my Instagram stories and I'm usually sitting next to my fake fireplace, and I told you what I'm wearing, and usually my bare feet are up on an ottoman. So now you get the whole picture of what I look like when I'm on Clubhouse, and that is almost every single time. That's exactly where I'm seated. But how I'm dressed and where I'm seated is not important at all. In fact, what I look like is not important at all. The fact that it's an audio-only app really frees up a lot of things for people. It levels the playing field. You don't go by looks. You don't go by height. You don't go by weight. You don't go by any of those things. You simply go by what comes out of your mouth. So the message, the communications, the value that you give, that is how you make the impact. It's not what you look like. It's not the brand of clothing you wear or the shoes that you wear with the red heels. It's nothing like that. 
It's simply what you say, how you say it, and the value that you give others. That is how you're able to impact the people in your room that day and the people in your rooms every day. And you can impact people even when you're not on a stage, even when it's not your room. I have an entire guide on how to do that. Before, during, and after you're in any room, I tell you exactly what to do and exactly what I've done every single day on Clubhouse that allowed me to monetize the app in five days. So when you start on Clubhouse, they put this party hat, this little party hat or party popper emoji on your avatar picture. And then it magically falls off after a week. So for the first week that you're on the app, no matter who you are, you have this little party hat feature. And that signifies that you're new to the app. And then when you go into rooms, people will probably say, welcome to Clubhouse. So that's kind of the way that is. And then the party hat falls off, then you no longer have the party hat there. So before my party hat even fell off, I was monetizing Clubhouse. I had already made money on Clubhouse, in fact, in five days. And if you want to check out the guide to get all of those tips, it's 10 simple strategies and they don't cost you a penny. You can go to bit.ly forward slash clubhouse strategy, just like it sounds, bit.ly forward slash clubhouse strategy. And that's how you will get my guide. It is 10 simple strategies and it's what I have done. And what I really have found saves a lot of time on the app, on Clubhouse, what you can do before, during, and after you go into any Clubhouse room. It's super, super helpful. So I want to really point out that just by being on Clubhouse, that is not the answer to your prayers. That is not your business marketing answer. There are many people on Clubhouse who have not made a penny. In fact, the vast majority of people on Clubhouse have not made a penny, and Clubhouse itself has nothing to do with making money. Not one darn thing with making money. Nothing. So just by being on any platform, it doesn't guarantee you're going to make any money. The platform doesn't make you money. You make you money. And social media is to be social. And if you go on Instagram or Pinterest or LinkedIn or anywhere with the idea in your head of, I'm going to be making money here, this is what I'm going to use to make money, guaranteed you will not make nearly as much money as you could have because that app is not made for making money. Social media, although it can be used as a throughway to sell products, programs, and services, is not set up truly to sell your products, programs, and services. Yes, you can set up a Facebook you know, storefront and all of these things, but social media is called social media because it's about being social. And if you lead with the sale, you will guaranteed make very few of them. Nobody wants to be sold to. Nobody likes to be sold to. People like to get to know people. People like to buy from people. People will not ever buy from you if they do not know, like, or trust you. If they know you and don't like you, no sale. If they know you and they like you, okay, but they don't 100% trust you, no sale. If they don't know you, definitely no sale. And if they know, like, and trust you, but they don't really understand what it is that you're selling and 
What's in it for them? Again, no sale. So to go after sales, whether on or off of Clubhouse or any social media platform, I find to be a very futile effort. I really think it's a waste of time. I think it's a very, very short-sighted business practice, and you will forever be playing the number game if that's what you do, because you will have to hit a ton of people in order to get the number of sales that you want. I think it's a much better idea to make sure, if you're on Clubhouse, for example, that all the right people are coming to your room as opposed to just a bunch of people. All the right people are coming to your room. People who truly are interested in who you are, what you're about, and ideally what you have to sell, but for sure what you have to say. That's why people come to your rooms. That's why people will watch your reels. Yes, they'll, re- they'll watch them because they're entertaining, they're funny, they like you, they know you. But if your reels or your TikToks or your YouTube videos or your blog posts are also educational, they will stay if they are communicating clearly. And so that's another reason why Clubhouse has been so successful because people who are good communicators, people who really can talk about the value of the things, whatever it is they're talking about, and they really can communicate that value to the people in the room, whether they're on stage or in the audience or whatever, as long as they can communicate that value, those are the people who truly do thrive on the app. But those are also the people who really are building the relationships on the app. It's not okay. It is never okay, in my opinion, but you're on my podcast, so I'm giving my opinion. In my opinion, it's never okay to just talk about what you've got for sale. Nobody cares that you've got something for sale. Guess what? They got something for sale too. And they don't walk around all day long talking about everything they've got for sale. Instead, they spend the majority of their time building relationships. And guess what? Those relationships that they build with people, guess what? Those people end up buying those products, programs, and services. Relationship marketing is the way it is. The relationship marketing is what will build your sales, not the hidden and quit it mentality, not the drive by, drop a social media link and head for the hills way of doing things on social media. Nobody pays attention to your links. People know if you drop a link and you leave, people know nobody's going to pay attention. They're like, oh, well, then they did it again. And guess what? They're not going to go to that link. They're not going to check it out. They're not going to buy your thing because that's all you're doing. You're dropping the link and you're leaving. When you do spend time and you reply to people's comments and you engage with their posts and you, you DM them and you reach out to them from a place of true caring and integrity, and you really do get to know them, guess what? Those people will very likely buy from you. And not just once, they will buy from you over and over. So Clubhouse is not the answer to your business marketing woes. In fact, nothing is the one answer. You need to have a good marketing strategy for your audience and things that, that make sense for you, for who you are. If you don't like being on video, then Clubhouse could be a great way to go. A podcast might be a great way to go. Blogging might be a great way to go. YouTube, not so much. So you need to find a marketing plan and some marketing strategies that work for your audience and that work for the type of person that you are. 
and what you really enjoy, what you like to do, what makes sense for you, and especially before anything, your audience. So the only reason to be on Clubhouse as far as I'm concerned is because you know your audience is already there and you want to meet them where they're already living online. Or if you just want to check it out, or if you want to go into my rooms and see what I'm doing. You know, those would be great reasons to be on Clubhouse. But to join Clubhouse or any other social media platform, just because it's the newest, hottest thing that's come around lately, I don't think that's a very good reason. Because just by being anywhere does not guarantee you followers. It certainly doesn't guarantee you followers, and it absolutely does not guarantee you sales. So that's a really, really short-sighted and very convoluted way of thinking about social media and about sales and about the future of your business. So I hope this has been helpful. Feel free to let me know if it was, if it wasn't, if you have any ideas for future podcasts, I would love to know about it. You can always email me at listener at bonnielfrank.com. That's listener at bonnielfrank.com. You can also leave me a voice message on my SpeakPipe. You can go to speakpipe.com forward slash business fabulous. And you can also do the exact same thing without having to remember anything. Go to my website, go to bonnielfrank.com, click on podcast. Guess what? On the podcast page, right in the middle is an orange button. And it says something like, click this to leave a message. And you can talk directly into that orange button. You can leave me a message of up to 90 seconds. That's a really long time, people. 90 seconds, you can tell me a lot of stuff. Let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know what you think about any episode. I would love to hear your feedback, and I will even put that feedback as part of my podcast if you would like me to. Let me know who left the feedback. Say, yep, leave this on the podcast, or I can't wait to hear my own voice on future podcasts, something like that and I'll be happy to put it on there. All right, thank you so much for being here. I love that you were, I absolutely love it. And here is to another day of being fabulous. We'll talk soon.